Now, something from this passage, from the Gospel of Luke, struck me one day as being, as seeming significant. Now, there are many important things going on in this Gospel. We have the call story of Peter. We hear about the other disciples who are working with Peter. Peter recognizes he is a broken, sinful, weak man. And Jesus calls him, and he says, you will be catching men. But that's not, but that certainly is a big thing, but that's not the thing that stood out to me one day. In fact, it was a little detail, the smallest detail in this story. As we read from the passage, Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Now get this, he saw two boats. He saw two boats. I love it. I love it. It seems so insignificant, perhaps, but let me tell you why that's important. You might be saying, well, Deacon Robert, what does it matter if there's one boat, five boats, ten boats, whatever? It matters because Jesus had a choice. Jesus, standing by the lake, saw two different boats there. The one of Simon Peter and some other fisherman. It doesn't say who. But that simple, small decision of Jesus to climb into Peter's boat, that simple, small decision changed Peter's life forever. It radically changed Peter's life. Because Jesus climbed into St. Peter's boat, Peter eventually became an apostle. Because Jesus climbed into Peter's boat, later we hear Peter say to the Lord at Caesarea Philippi, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Peter joins the Lord on Mount Tabor where the Lord is transfigured. Peter is able to see just a glimpse of the divinity of the Lord. Because Jesus got into Peter's boat that one day on the lake of Gennesaret, it led to the Lord's passion where Peter himself says, Lord, I do not know the man, but still brought about reconciliation. On the Sea of Galilee, near the end of the Gospel of John, where Peter confesses, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. After the resurrection, after Pentecost, Peter became the leader of the apostles, eventually went and died in Rome. And in fact, 2,000 years later, 2,000 years later, because Jesus climbed into Peter's boat, we still name parishes and churches St. Peter's. Because Jesus climbed into the boat of St. Peter that day, Peter's life was completely changed. And 2,000 years later, we still see the result. Now, the scriptures are full of stories of the Lord encountering people and radically changing lives. In our first reading from the book of Isaiah, we hear the call story of the prophet. Who am I to send? Send me, Lord, Isaiah says. In the second reading, we heard about St. Paul and Paul's just understanding of his conversion, of who he was and who he became through his encounter with the Lord. St. Paul was, you know, sending Christians off to their death in the early church. St. Paul was persecuting 
Jesus, essentially, as Jesus himself says when, Paul, when he encounters Paul. But that encounter transformed Paul. It changed him in a radical way. He became full of zeal for the Lord. And still to this day, we read his letters. Again, that encounter with the Lord radically changed Paul's life. And we still read his letters to this day. Now, our lives too are changed by our encounter with the Lord. I know this for a fact because we are baptized. Through our baptism, the Lord has stepped into our boat. Now, it is important to know that our encounter with the Lord changes our lives, remembering the fact that Jesus, just like he did with St. Peter, has climbed into our boat. We know better who the Lord is when we see him working in our lives, just as he worked in the lives of Peter, Isaiah, Paul. The Lord is always working. And when we see the Lord working, we start to truly see who we are, the goodness in us, when we see the love of the Lord in our lives. Unfortunately, in the modern world, there's so many distractions, so many lies of the evil one turning us away from that fact, makes us blind to the fact that the Lord is working in our lives. But we need to always recall that. We, need, we can't forget the Lord is in our boat. We can't forget we are baptized. But the Lord is, in fact, always working in our lives. And we're called to prayer, to recollection, to turn from all the noise in the world and ask the question, Lord, what are you doing in our life? You've entered my boat. Where are we to go now? How do we go about this? I would say there's essentially two equally important questions. The first, in times of prayer, we need to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing in my boat, essentially? What are, what are, why are you here? Why are you in my boat? And what changes will that have in my life? How has your presence in my life impacted my marriage, my family life, my schooling, my employment, my education. Help me to see, Lord, the movements that you have done in my life that have radically changed my life, just as, just as you did with St. Peter. The other question to ask, and this is a very important and serious question, sometimes we need to ask, Lord, where were you when dot, 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 whatever your dot, dot, dot is. We all know we have distress and suffering in our lives. And when that happens, we can start to forget the Lord is present in our lives, that the Lord is in our boat. Where were you, Lord, when we encountered difficulties in our marriage, when we're living through cancer or sickness, when we're presented with the death of a loved one, a spouse, a grandparent, a child, a parent. Other difficult times in our lives, be it periods of depression or anxiety, even this, in the midst of this pandemic, we can ask the question, Lord, where are you? What are you doing in the midst of all of this? And there's a simple answer. The Lord is in our boat 
with us. That might not be completely satisfying because there's still pain there. There's still hurt there. But we're called to trust in the fact that the Lord is truly in our boat, working with us, changing our lives. I know in my own life, I did not think I would serve the church as a deacon, you know, 10 years ago. That was not on my radar. But the Lord has brought me about through particular encounters throughout these past years and a lot of healing on that journey through seminary, helping me to understand how, despite at times feeling confused, despite at times feeling abandoned, that the Lord truly is working in the midst of all of that, that the Lord has been at my side all this time in the boat. So these are truly important questions, especially when it comes to suffering. But we need to continue to trust through faith that the Lord is there and the Lord cares. We're called to pray to understand the Lord's work in this time of suffering. Simply put, he is in our boat. Throughout this coming week, I would recommend taking some time to ask the Lord to open our eyes to see how he is working in our lives, just as he worked in the life of St. Peter, just as he worked in the life of Isaiah and St. Paul. And to ask the Holy Spirit to give us that vision to see the Lord in our boats. Let's take a moment to pray. Almighty Father, we know through the message of Jesus Christ, your Son, that you love us deeply. You love us. And through that love, you are actively present and working in our lives in ways that we know and in ways that we don't know. Just as you did with Peter, you have climbed into our boat and you have changed our lives. Give us the grace this week so that we may see your providence in our lives. Through knowing how you work in our lives, help us to conform our lives to your will and to grow to love you more. And we ask this all through the holy and powerful name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.